From Confin Asharim and Jukology, this is the Year of Jewish Learning on the Environment podcast series. This episode is titled, The Glory in Creation, Valuing Biodiversity. My name is Yvonne Marzuk, and as Executive Director of Confin Asharim, I'm pleased to share with you the final teaching in Confin Asharim's Year of Jewish Learning on the Environment, The Glory in Creation, Valuing Biodiversity. This teaching is based on the longer article of the same name, written by Rabbi Shaul David Judelman. We live in an amazingly diverse world, with approximately 8.3 million unique species described by scientists, and likely twice that number that have not yet been discovered. This biodiversity is an expression of God's glory, a testament to the extraordinary creativity of our Creator. According to the Talmudic sage Rav, of all the things that God created in this world, God created nothing without a purpose. And all creatures from humans to mice to rivers to sand are seen in Jewish tradition as a manifestation of God's wisdom and glory. As Chief Rabbi Jonathan Sachs teaches, the unity of God is to be found in the diversity of creation. In addition to their human uses, Jewish tradition understands that each species also has a divine given purpose. For example, the Midrash, the oral tradition, teaches, even things which appear to you to be superfluous in this world, like fleas, flies, and mosquitoes, they are a part of the creation, and they carry forth the will of the Holy One, even the snake, the mosquito, and even the frogs. Scattered across the oral tradition are recordings of our Torah sages with appreciation of the great intricacies in the natural world. For example, Psalm 104, which we read on Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the new Jewish month, teaches about the habitats of many animals and the perfection with which they fit into the natural order. And often to understand what our texts intend, we're referred back to the plants and geographies of the land of Israel. For example, Psalms 128.3 states, Your children are like olive shoots around your table. What does it mean to be like an olive shoot around your table? If we don't know that olive trees grow shoots around the base of their trunks, and that the olive tree is unique in its refusal to accept grafts from other trees, the blessing of this psalm is really empty and lost. We miss the real point of it. And these and countless other references across the oral tradition demonstrate that our sages had an intimate awareness of their natural world. And the Jewish tradition is also rich with sources indicating the importance that God places on the continuity of species, from the prohibition against mixing species in Kilaim to the requirement to send away the mother bird before taking eggs in Shiluach HaKen. The Ramban, Nachmanides, understands the continued existence of creation to be a key reason for why God considered it very good on the sixth day. And the Ramban makes a similar point in his commentary to Genesis 1.4 and 1.31. In the Talmud, Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa explores the source of God's great joy in the creation and concludes that it stems from the fact that a certain species reproduces according to its kind. Now, while of course species come and go, if by our actions we are directly causing the extinction of species, and certainly if human actions are as a group causing a mass extinction event at this time in history, we must pause to wonder how well we are applying the Creator's intention towards the creation today. According to the second Global Biodiversity Outlook of the United Nations Environment Program, we are currently responsible for the sixth major extinction event in the history of the Earth, and the greatest since the dinosaurs disappeared 65 million years ago. 
the third global biodiversity outlook, which tracks 3,000 species, reported that amphibians are deteriorating in status, and nearly 25% of all plant species are estimated to be threatened with extinction. The report shows that between 1970 and 2006, the wild vertebrae species fell by an average of 31% globally, with the decline especially severe in the tropics at 59% and in freshwater ecosystems at 41%. Now, most of the time, if an environmentalist talks about endangered species, people think about things like polar bears and spotted owls. But that's not the, uh, what I'm really talking about when I'm talking about endangered species and biodiversity right now. Of course, those species are important. But it's important to understand that human welfare depends on the services provided by healthy, biodiverse ecosystems. And we have significant impacts when we significantly degrade the biodiversity of the world. The effects of biodiversity loss and ecosystem disruption disproportionately impact the rural poor, who depend directly on biodiversity for a particularly high proportion of their basic needs. So biodiversity loss is also a significant social justice issue. But the effects of lost biodiversity will also be felt by all humans in other ways, since we rely on plants and animals for food and medicine. Of 520 new drugs approved in the United States between 1983 and 1994, 39% were natural products or derived from them. And over 100 pharmaceutical companies and several branches of the United States government, including giants like Merck and the National Cancer Institute, engage in plant research projects for possible drugs and cures for disease. As of 1993, 25% of Western pharmaceuticals were derived from rainforest ingredients, yet less than 1% of these tropical trees and plants had been tested by scientists, and as these species disappear, the opportunity for them to cure diseases disappears with them. Now, human actions are driving this tremendous decline in biodiversity, and the five principal pressures directly driving biodiversity loss are habitat change when we destroy the habitats of these species, overexploitation when we overhunt or overfish them, pollution, invasive alien species, and climate change. So what can we do to help protect species biodiversity? So some things that we can do as individuals are ask about where our wood products like garden furniture, tools, or wood flooring comes from. If you're buying wood products, look for the Forest Stewardship Council label, and if you don't see it, ask. If you eat fish, use the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch to make more informed decisions about the fish that you eat so that they'll be more sustainable and less likely to contribute to the species biodiversity problem. And finally, do not buy products made from the skin, fur, bone, shell, beak, or hooves of endangered species. And be cautious about that because um, we don't want to find ourselves being part of that problem. So in this lesson I shared about God's intentionality behind the diversity of species in creation, the unfolding mystery of how each species is doing its part for the sustaining of the whole, and the potential medicines, insights, and wonder we've yet to uncover in these species. Imitating the attributes of God is a central Jewish value, and we can emulate God's concern for the diversity of his creation by protecting it. We can start by better preserving, observing, and appreciating the incredible creatures living alongside us. Let us emulate our Creator with our appreciation of all the creation and take actions now to protect biodiversity for ourselves and our fellow creatures on the planet. Thank you. 
For more information on this topic, please visit confanishrm.org slash learning or jucology.com.